Hello, my name is Dominic Laurie. I used to present shows at the BBC, and now I work in comms for TalkTalk, the UK's leading affordable connectivity provider. And this is the second episode in our podcast series called Walking the Walk, a look into life at TalkTalk and some of the people behind the scenes who do some pretty amazing things every day. It's LGBT Plus History Month this February, and to mark it, I spoke to Mia Philipson. Now, Mia is a senior business analyst with us. As a trans woman, she's found an employer in Talk Talk where she feels not just supported, but also lifted up, both at work and beyond. But it wasn't always that way for her. Mia, thank you for coming on. I want to sort of go back to the start, really, you, 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 20, 25 years ago, whenever it was, you, you grew up in an environment that was very different to the one you find, in, you, you find yourself in now. That's right. I mean, my story will be, and certainly in the early years, will be quite familiar to most people. So I grew up in the north of England in a small town with a loving family. So nothing new there. Um, I think there's a lot of people who can probably relate to that. I think the bit that is unusual, as you've mentioned, is that I knew I was trans from a very early age, uh, but nobody else did. So what did you do? I mean, is that something you had to hide? How did you present yourself to the outside world? So I I just had to hide who I was. There wasn't really an option to be myself. Uh, What was going on in the world around me at the time and, and all the kind of warning signs, if you will, that I had. Um, pointed towards um, it being safer to stay hidden and um, not really let anybody know about who I was. And, and an example of a few of those things were, you know, on the schoolyard and in the playground, if you looked at how people were spoken about um, who might be uh, from a different background or a different race or a different country, um, you know, it wasn't very, wasn't very nice what was being said. And uh, same for uh, gay people as well. There just wasn't really a good time um, to be admitting who you were. You must have felt very alone. I did, and I knew I was different, um, but I didn't know why. I didn't. I knew I had to do something about it, but I just didn't see that it was possible. What about going to college and and work? How did that change things? I took a slightly different path in that um, I went to college straight from school, but then I decided to go uh, and work full time, which it was a difficult decision, actually, because I wanted to go to university. I knew I could go and I had the opportunity. I was very fortunate, but I was also keen to get working as well. And what that resulted in was me working in um, a manufacturing environment, uh, albeit in the offices, but it was still a very male-dominated environment. And again, you know, even though it was a, a great job and it taught me a lot and those experiences make up part of who I am today, again, it just wasn't the right environment. So... Your working life and, you know, your first job you know, in your 20s, you were still doing that same, you know, hiding yourself and, and you weren't seeing visible role models in, in the car industry and must have been a bit demoralising and you, 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 you came, you must have, you know, that's going to boil over at some point, isn't it? You, you can't live like that forever. That's right. And it manifested itself in, in lots of different ways. So... um I tended to obsess about other things, so I'd spend a lot of time going down the gym to kind of fit in and blend in. It was all about blending in and, and doing the things that society expected you to do and expected you to look like and how people expected you to behave. And unfortunately, that led to some behaviours that when I look back and reflect, I'm not really proud of um, today, but some of it was down to the time 
that I was growing up in and and other influences around me. When did you choose to start to sort of think, goodness, I just want to I just want to be myself? The next thing that I did really, which had a big influence and, and bearing on who I am now, is, is I decided to change everything. So I knew I had to be somewhere different, be around different people, experience new things. So me and a good friend of mine uh, at the time, who's still a good friend now, decided to do something quite extreme, really. We decided to sell our houses and our cars, give notice on our jobs and uh, leave the country for a bit of a world trip. So we went away for just over a year and uh, explored Southeast Asia and Australia and a few other places. And that, what I thought that was going to give me the opportunity to finally just go for it and uh, be myself. But I wasn't quite ready. I wasn't quite feeling comfortable enough. So, but again, they're all experiences that make me who I am today and gave me that next level of confidence I needed to get where I am. So you come back to the UK after what sounds like a great trip and then the world of work starts to give you the confidence, I guess. And this is what's really interesting about what a job can do. It can it can, it can, can actually provide you the confidence to live your whole life in a way that you feel empowered and good about yourself. That's right. When I, when I moved back, uh, I decided not to move back to my hometown and decided that Manchester was the right place for me. It's a kind of... A, very culturally diverse city and I knew that Manchester had a big LGBT community and I thought that's probably the right place for me to be and and because of that trip I'd now had the confidence to make that move on my own and uh, start a new job so I, I'd worked in the telecoms industry when I was in Australia for a short time so I thought right this is a great opportunity to kind of start a new career in Manchester so I worked in uh, various telcos for a number of years and eventually joined TalkTalk. Talk. And here you felt supported in a way that you've never felt before. That's right. And I think the thing I'd say to everyone is that never underestimate how important your environment and the people you surround yourself with are to being your true self. So I'm very, very lucky that I work with some amazing people who are talented and bring a lot to the job role, but they're also good people. And what I mean by that is they're supportive people, very understanding, and they don't judge you um, based on you know gender or background. They they base they judge you based on what you're capable of and what you bring to the table and the experience you bring. Um, so th- that's been absolutely critical. And having Talk Pride, which is our internal employee network. Uh, for the LGBT community has been absolutely critical in giving me that confidence to come out at work um, and to my family and to my friends. I've got some amazing friends and family. I'm very lucky. Not everyone's in as fortunate a position as I am and I, I totally appreciate that. But I do count myself lucky to have what I have at work and uh, that has afforded me the opportunity to live as I always should have been. So you only came out to some or most or of your friends and family when you'd done so at work and repeatedly at work and felt comfortable at work? That's right. In some cases, um, work was the first place that I was out and doing the usual admin, I say usual, so people might not know what a lengthy admin process there is behind 
um, changing your entire identity and name and uh, obviously the physical changes and medical changes that you go through when you change gender uh, but having a, a a work environment that supported that but still allowed me to just get on with my job and be me uh, allowed me to then know that I could go out into the wider world and be myself as well. Yeah, you don't strike me as a sort of person that would work for a company that was rainbow washing and saying one thing and not really giving a stuff about about the realities on the ground. Um, so that's important to you about Talk Talk as an organisation that isn't just putting, you know, rainbow logos on its on its Twitter channel. It's actually doing some real things that sometimes might be the hard yards and might not be something that you can fix overnight. It is, and I think morals and integrity is something that's very important to me there's got to be substance behind the message as you, as you say you can't stick a rainbow on it and change the brand image for one month a year and uh think that's it i've done my bit now you know the, there needs to be substance behind that message and uh looking after the employees looking after the customers and uh making positive change and using that positive change to influence other companies and other people so everybody comes up to the same level from a diversity and inclusion perspective and it's things like drop down menus on you know when 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 you're the first time customer it's educating call center people not to presume what they hear is a gender or a label absolutely and some of it is just um outdated so i was talking to a colleague the other week who had a great example from a job they were in previously where they said you know why do we even need to refer to people by the um gender or the title let's use first name you know it's way more personable and um you know it kind of gets rid of all that other complexity so people don't make accidental mistakes or upset anybody you know even if they didn't mean to so there's little things we can do and i think that's the other great thing about being on the talk pride committee we've we've got all these different experiences that people are bringing to the table and we can use all those experiences to make positive change for customers and other employees. You talk about the Talk Pride committee and I've heard people talk about other networks with similar kind of, you know, real praise. Um, what is it about the network that really gives you that sense of power and security and and sense that change is possible? It's a good point. It's a number of things. The, it's the sense of community. It's having people who understand who you are and can essentially put their arms around you when you need somebody to talk to. Uh, they can relate to you, and we can share those experiences. It's about the positive stuff as well. It's about celebrating who we are and being proud of who we are and celebrating those big events throughout the year. Um, but it's about the serious stuff as well. So it's about the campaigning, as you've talked about earlier, the system changes and, and the things that we can do to make life better for everybody else. But we do all sorts of other stuff. We do awareness days. Sometimes that takes the form of a blog. It might be a group discussion or a chat. We might have people um, coming in to um, talk to us about things that are going on in the community. So we had a great conversation last year, late last year, from Nathaniel Hall, who some people may recognise from It's a Sin, which if you've not seen it already, Channel 4, you've got to watch that. It's on Catch Up. Um, and that talks about the AIDS epidemic uh, throughout the 80s and in Britain and some of the terrible things that were going on at the time and um, 
all of that stuff's important. It's important for people to be reminded about recent history and make sure we don't make the same mistakes again. So as I say, it's about the fun stuff, but it's about the serious stuff as well. And it's about how we all support each other as a community and, and the allies as well. I should always mention the allies because not everybody on the Talk Pride um, employee network may class themselves as LGBT. There's allies there as well. And for people who are wondering, you know, what is an ally? Well, that's not just somebody who has a gay friend or once knew somebody who was gay. It's people who speak out. It's people who, you know, take time to educate themselves about what it means to be LGBT. And if you're not in the room, they speak up on your behalf and they defend you and and they help communicate that message to, you know, a wider audience and live and breathe it. I hope there are LGBT people, Mia, um, trans women listening now that might think, oof, can I come out at work? I'm young. I don't have that confidence yet. What was your advice to a young prospective employee at Talk Talk or, or, or anywhere else looking for that confidence to, to, to be themselves and to sort of work somewhere where they feel they can be themselves? Well, hopefully trans people growing up today are feeling a lot more confident already. I think I think it's a different world now to, to grow up in those formative years. That, that, you know, there are visible role models about the messages changing in mainstream media and there are inclusive companies like Talk Talk, which people know they can go and uh, work for. I think there's still a lot to do. There are a lot of companies out there who aren't necessarily living um, kind of an inclusive way of living, but... I'd say just be yourself, be authentic. Do you wish you'd done it earlier? I do, yeah, I do, but I almost forgive myself for not doing it because the circumstances were so different and it was dangerous and I might not be here now had I have done that. So it's impossible to speculate on what may have been, but I think the key thing is I used to be scared of being me, but now I'm proud of being me, and I think that's the key difference. I'm now proud of who I am and I can bring my whole self to work I don't have to worry about hiding anything. And actually leaving all that emotional baggage at the door allows me to give 100% of my job. I don't need to worry about, you know, is somebody going to find out something? Is, you know, what's going on in the background? I can talk to people about it and they can listen and they can help. So that's all all really important. But yeah, to anybody who is thinking about coming out today, absolutely just go for it. Make sure you've got a good support network around you. Um and if you do go for a job who doesn't accept you, then it's not the right company for you. There's plenty of good companies out there like Talk Talk that are inclusive. So, you know, do some research and uh, check out the websites and uh, hopefully you'll find the right place. Cheers, Mia. Thank you. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.